again in the bunker. We got this little new little new series going on. I don't really have a title for it before, but now I'm going to start calling it Based Out because, you know, with, with Base Boston, Based In, Based Out, there's the, the national subjects, but still talking with hometown creatives or whatnot. So that's kind of the, the name we're going to run with and just keep on having these conversations and just making things happen. But today I got Alexis in here. Alexis, Alexis, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for... Um, I was actually really excited when you hit me up about this because yep. I absolutely love SZA. I know you do. It's a really good idea. I, it's very smart of you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I mean, I saw... The thing is, like, the anniversaries, it can be difficult to keep up with, like, because literally every day you see something, it's like, oh, I, I didn't think of that the day before. Right. But with this one, I saw a little ahead of time, and I know we're trying... I'm, I'm just trying to, in terms of talking about you know, even though the the music may be, you know, not from here, I know that certain certain things resonate with people from here and that impacts how work is done and how, you know, we as a community kinda of, kinda of move around and just create things. So with this one it only made, made sense. But first off, just kinda of, you know, for the people who may not know you, just introduce yourself, what you right. do with the first year project. It's a great platform. So Thank you. Just, yeah, whatever you wanna say about that. Yeah, so um I am the founder um, host and like lead producer of a podcast called First Year Project, which is uh, essentially a podcast sharing the stories behind the good, bad, and integral aspects of first year experiences. Um, so last year was our uh, second season, um, and we interview a lot of creatives, artists, producers, writers, um, but basically like like the focus really is on like sharing like unconventional stories of like how did you get from you know point a to point d or wherever they are in the journey um and really giving an opportunity for folks who aren't necessarily like 10 or 20 years into their career to kind of share what they're learning because the, the whole idea of like um you know whether you're in your second year your fifth year or your 50th year you know you have different experiences that you can pull from and that you just by sharing those experiences like um can help people learn from them and uh learn more about yourself too right like i've noticed that a lot of the people who i've interviewed have been like wow like this is a re- actually a really cool process like be reflective and kind of think over what i've done um in the past few years. So um, I started that work in the fall of 2015. And uh, the first episode came out uh, March of 2016. And then last year was our first show with Latrell James. Yes, it was. That was a great, great time, a great event. And that was so much we fun. We definitely appreciated that for sure. But uh, yeah, I think that's definitely really important. Again, the fact that cause sometimes I feel people, they see a certain like barometer and measure of success that's like, you know, a few levels away from what they're working on in terms of building something from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So hearing the, the first year stories really helps kind of give more tangible advice and right. allows people to do things without kind of overshooting before they're ready and prepared and kind of put mm-hmm. in the, the, the groundwork. But yeah, so this weekend, today, is mm-hmm. the uh, the one year anniversary of SZA's uh, CTRL. Really huge, huge album last year that impacted a lot of people, both in terms of just, you know, with her with her rise in TDE and just being a whole, her own breakthrough kind of project, but also I think this album really, you know, it hit a lot of people emotionally in terms of it's really, you know, being relatable and all these different themes and elements. So before we get into that, I just want to get you personally in terms of your kind of journey with Sizzin and how yeah. this happened, because I know when it first came out, we had, like a, you know, a few conversations about it, and... I think what that album and I, I just the, the way it's kind of impacted you and how it's it's kind of 
personally, what made it, you know, from SZA being, a, you know, an initial fan to this album coming out, personally, mm-hmm. what to, to her means to you, I, I guess is the way I put it. So, the, my very first intro to SZA, like, I had, I heard about her EP that came out, the, the very first one. Mm-hmm. Um... And I was like, oh, this is cool, because I had, like, a very interesting sound, and her voice is very distinct and interesting, too, um, in, a, in a way that I really, really enjoy. So I, I don't know if you know this, I lived in L.A. for, like, almost three years. Yeah, I think he, we, we talked about that a little um, bit once. And, sorry, I'm looking something up. All good. Because <laughs> <laughs> years why I'm, t- I'm terrible with, like, dates and years. Uh, but yeah, so I was living in LA right after I graduated in 2012 and, uh, a friend of mine, so I've always been a huge, uh, Kendrick fan. Of course, yep. And it's, that's, that's the, 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 the goat to me right now, right. The, the modern day goat to um, me. Um, and he did, so he did his very first, uh, show in LA for Good Kid Mad City. Okay. And uh, a few friends and I went to that, and one of the openers had this very, like, distinct voice, like, very interesting production. Yeah. But, like, you couldn't even see her face. She was just all that's hair. The, that's when the hair was really she out. She was just all <laughs> hair. That was when and the I, hair was really out for her. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think she probably had, like, an oversized shirt and, like, some chucks and some shorts, or mm-hmm. maybe she had, you know, like, her... Uh, her her overalls, but I was like, I was like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, I can't even see their face. Yeah, it's like mesmerizing kind of, right? Right. Yep. So that was probably low key. This is probably like 2012, 2013, because Good Kid, Mad City came out in 2012. Correct. Yep. Um, That's a long time ago. Wow. Right. So this is when she was like, like first, like I think they were just like popping her out mm-hmm. here and there. Like she hadn't, she wasn't on a tour. Right. Um. So I was like, oh wow, like. I really enjoy her, um, but I had no idea what she actually looked like outside of just having a ton of hair. Yep. But I was into it, and then um, I saw her on. So Janae Aiko had a tour for uh, okay. Sailing Souls. Yes. Um, Another really good project. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my favorites of hers. To be yeah, to honest. me, her early stuff is yeah. by far the best. But people say that about so many artists. I I hate when people say that. Cause yeah, it all the time. But with yeah. Shanae, I definitely no, agree. it definitely, definitely is. agree yeah. with you. Yeah, keep going. So she had a tour, yep. and she was headlining the tour, but Sizzle was on tour with her. Right, I do. remember So that. this was sometime in 2013 as well, but like some months later, it may have been in the fall of 2013, possibly. Okay. Um. And I was like, "Oh, it's her again." So by this point, I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm a fan of hers. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow her stuff." Yep. And yeah, so it really developed from there. Um, because SZA, like, she has this very um, unique personality in the sense of like she's still very much herself. Exactly. Or from the outside looking in, it seems as if she's still very much herself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? From like not really, you know, wanting to go out to the club or, like, to go out to party and, like, being into nature and kind of, like, being this very um, intentional and, like, reflective and, like, sensitive soul. Like, not sensitive in a bad way, but sensitive in, like, I think that she's very intentional with, like, the words that she says. You know what I mean? Like, like, like to that detail. Um, So, yeah, so... That's kind of like my like my journey with her started there, and then 
And then in terms of like last year, how everything kind of, you, you, you go from that and then this album comes it's out. It's like being invested in someone and you're like, oh my God, like, I don't know. So, so, so when she was doing her promo tours, um, and, and so, so to clarify, I had seen her before at a Oshiega, okay, which is in Montreal. Um, and she did, she did an amazing job there too, but she was still performing the same songs. Right. And, and I mean, she's been on interviews and, and said, yeah, I was just, I was tired of performing the same songs. Of course. Yeah. That's natural. Um, but still all great. Still enjoy. Like every time I saw her and then, um, before the actual project came out, uh, they had the visual that came out with uh, Risen in the background. Right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is the full, the, full, the full journey. The full journey right here. Uh, and so, okay, so her, um, her creative director, too, is uh, this black woman named Sage. Okay. Um, who's super dope and does a lot of has has like created a lot of the the visuals uh, for some of her singles and uh, all all like the analog computers and stuff like yep. the back the the, yeah. art, the artwork background yeah yeah so so she was you know the the driving force of all of that um, and I was like oh shit this is gonna be really really good. She also had her website had like a video of her process because you didn't really see what she was doing in the background for her project. Right. Uh, I feel like TDE is, of course, very intentional with that, too, in terms of like you only will see what what they want you to see. Mm hmm. Uh, I would say the same thing with like J Rock with his stuff coming out now yeah. too. Every every single rollout is in terms of the the, the visuals and all the different components is def it's definitely very intentional, but also at the same time they don't sacrifice anything because it's all very natural to who the right. artist is as as a person. Right. So, um, so I saw all those coming out and I was like, oh, so this is this is about to be like a a a real thing. <laughs> I'm going to have a certain connection to yep. this. And that's exactly what happened. Like, um, Love Galore was already out. She had dropped The weekend, and I was like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, so you, so you could see where, where, where things were going. I think yeah. speaking on that a little bit more, like before, like the, the pre-release... Pre is the fact that again she vo you know she voiced certain displeasures and concerns about the delay because mm -hmm. originally it was, it was supposed to come out you know way before it was supposed to come out twenty twenty sixteen originally but then I think she had a completely different album too yeah like, it was totally totally different yeah but the thing is what, what happened is that I've from you know kind of just the, the research and what I've read is that it, one it allowed her to have you know these different experiences to channel into, into the music and second really. It, everything going at at the right pace for everybody. That that patience, I think, just pretty much the way it, it kind of builded with the fans and letting them kind of oversee kind of the little struggle and then having it be what it was mm -hmm. added even more fuel to people being like attached to it. Yeah. And I, I kind of wanted to get just get your your point of view on that in terms of the ha having the the patience in place, but then once once everything is out there, you know, it's all on on a really relatable level. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so with her situation from what I've researched and seen, I think it was a combination of, like, um, her, like, loving the process and, like, like she, she doesn't seem like a person who is uh, necessarily, like, like, frustrated by, like, starting over if she feels like she needs to. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a balance of, of a combination of, like, that as well as 
her stuff with the label or not feeling like she was getting like enough feedback on certain things. Right. Um, and I mean, what? So, what do I think about that? I mean, I, 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 I think it's like hard. Like, like I, I struggle here and there when I'm working on something, mm-hmm. balancing between like, all right, when do I need to? practice a little bit more patience exactly, and taking yeah. my time on things and then when do I when do I need to actually put something out exactly it's, it, well, that, that's, the, that's the reason I bring that up because it's, it's a balance right. that you know we all, I think every, every, every kind of creative yeah. at a point does, does struggle with it yeah so but yeah, it's hard. I mean, with with her again, because like you said, with her personality, all those things are kind of out in the open for, for people to kind of be aware of. Right, and I think that definitely impacted things. But then even getting even more into the, the album in particular is just how in terms of how it showed like natural insecurities and fragility mm-hmm. in all these relationships. But then it's also fueled by a certain conf- you know a certain confidence in her delivery and no in knowing that you know she, knowing that she doesn't have a handle on everything. Mm-hmm. But that the fact that fact is is okay, right? We, we we all we all go through, through through things when we're on in complete control, right? But then we you know kind of overcome it in our own ways. So I think what I mean pretty much what I want what I want to ask you is why do you think? Because that's a it's a very relatable kind of human experience, right? But for her, she really she did it in a way that's that was different than others. And I think it might have impacted you differently as well. I mean, so yeah, I'm just kind of curious why you, why you think it, that had her impact was so universal and how people can just learn from that. I. I, I think her impact was so universal because it, it felt so real. It didn't feel like it was, like, packaged or, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of set up in, in a certain way. Like, when, you know, she's talking about, you know, insecurities about how she's viewed in different relationships or when she's talking about just, like, how she's navigating, like, how she views herself, I feel like it's done in a very authentic way. And because she is still at the point where, like, she's very much still herself. And I hate to to keep harping on that, but honestly, like, unfortunately, there are a lot of um, artists or uh, people, anyone who's in the limelight that just are somewhat forced or feel like they need to change who they are uh, because of the industry and because of how things are set up and um, just a lot of, like, the inauthentic aspects of the machine. Mm -hmm. It's it's, Um, it's a thing. It's definitely a real thing. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it resonated with people because it was just authentic. Like, you could feel the authenticity of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it resonated with people because she writes her own stuff. Like, having that (laughs) type of connection, and this is no shade to anyone who doesn't write their stuff, but I do believe that there's a different type of connection when... um, an artist is writing a song specifically for them and it's connected to their own experiences um, versus sometimes when um, an artist is singing somebody else's lyrics. There are people who are really good at singing other people's lyrics and you wouldn't even know that somebody else wrote it. But for me, I think that was another thing that really resonated with me as well. And then, like, I mean... When we think of like artists putting stuff out, like she hadn't put something out. Like I think there was like a five, like a five year. Was there a five year? Thirteen. Yeah, there was a, there was a gap of time where it wasn't. Yeah, I think, early I think on. there were five. It was five years. Yeah. Yep. Um. 
But sometimes you need that time to like experience life. Exactly, and, which is I mean, which show which show definitely in the uh, in the songwriting. I think, exactly. 100%. Um, and and I think in the like experiences that she was able to pull from, like Hove said a while ago, um, talking about like reasonable doubt, like everything that he went he he had to go through up up and up up until putting out reasonable doubt, like. It wouldn't reasonable doubt would not exist without those experiences and without those years. Right. And I feel like in a day and age where we want our artists to, you know, put out an album and then it's like, oh, but we want more music. Yeah, it's the the constant uh, the yeah. It really is. It. I mean, and it's tough because. For certain artists, sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, like, like I, I'm really excited for the next thing that, you know, this person puts out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the constant, like, feeling like you need to just, like, you get content out shoot them out, I think it's dangerous. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fine line. It really is. Because yeah. people need to be able to, you know, see your face and see the fact that you're present. But... It doesn't necessarily mean you need to be releasing music all the time, and that's every artist I think has. We talked, I talked about that with a lot of artists on here before. And everyone has their own approach, but I think again with like you said with, with SZA, the fact of how her her journey went to that point, and then the, the album came out. Mm-hmm. It really did. Sh- it, it really did show not just an artist that was set up for success just because you know she signed with TDE and she right. got the look. It was more so she went through these d- different experiences. She had moments of doubt and struggle and uncertainty. Yeah. But then she delivered, you know, even more, I think, than beyond her expectations, which she's said before publicly. But I think also the point that you got to was the fact that, again, even post now that this has come out, uh-huh. like, she's definitely uh, a certain kind of, like, in- industry kind of, like, darling in terms of how people want to— she's a certain kind of embodiment of a certain image mm-hmm. that people see— that all oh, people gravitate toward this in terms of even like major like you know whether it's like Grammys or very like kind of like mainstream stuff that isn't okay. necessarily closer to the culture. They see that she's a representation of that. And what I was curious to kind of get your opinion on is the fact that again, even with her success, she hasn't you know she's very un- unabashed in her, her emotions. She'll lash out. She'll say things that TD may not want her to say. But again, she's an artist. Artist in the fact that. She her her expression I think matters to her the most, and maybe there'll be some times where you know professional obviously professionalism, but there'll be things where like they rather her to kind of be like, oh, sister, relax, like, you don't need to like you know have these little like outbursts and stuff you know all, all the time. But that's just really who she is, and I think that's what makes the music. That, well, I think it, it powers the music, and I was just curious that again, like, would you, do you think that she she kind of has laid a certain blueprint in terms of you know those are who are. They just want to be able to live out their imperfections during a time when, you know, what labels or whatever else want to sometimes dress things up just for the sake of so the product. Yeah. What I think, um, I think she, I could imagine her wanting to be a little bit more vocal about things than she already has been. Um, I think that. So, so for instance, like recently, finding out that like her voice may be yeah the vocal cord issue yeah yeah or she damaged. has some concerns with that yep and and there are singers um, who are still amazing singers who like have that sort of issue mm-hmm. but I mean we don't know what was going on behind the scenes in terms of like what she was communicating with people what people were communicating with her um, I know they had already. They had already made an announcement about her not doing certain shows. Right. 
And then they had her do the New York show. Yeah. <laughs> that was you know her thing. I mean? So... I, I think she probably... Uh, again, I... Um, not ever said that you're exactly privy to what happened, but I think it was right. the sort of thing where she maybe was, she maybe was feeling was feeling better. I don't know. And they know. figured maybe, hey, know. you know, this is New York, might as well just give it a try. I don't know. But yeah, either but way. What I what I ultimately think, um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like her voicing certain concerns or certain whatevers. Um, I don't necessarily see it as an issue in terms of like professionalism. Yeah, no, me, me neither. Um, what I do think in terms of like, I guess like your question was like laying the blueprint of like, was it laying the br- blueprint of like how to interact with the label or laying well, the Well, no, blueprint? more so kind of like if you're, because so many artists, I feel like they, you know, they're to, to their core, they just want the freedom to create and they don't uh-huh. want, they, they don't want to worry too much about in terms of like their business, the business has to be in order, but at the same time, mm. they just want the freedom to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they want to be able mm-hmm. to do that without that risking certain opportunities and whatnot. I right. think people from from Boston to everywhere kind of struggle with that. So really, mm-hmm. I think how SZA, I think has done has done that in a good way because again, yes. and she's you know she's had the, the freedom to be herself. Right. But at the same time, that hasn't stopped her from accomplishing what she, she to accomplish musically right. and both you know with the commercials. She's done a, a bunch of different other business venture, ventures and endeavors that have worked well for her too. Mm-hmm. But just yeah, so kind of what you think about her, kind of like I said. Sort of laying that that modern blueprint for you know be, being able to show your showcase your, your, your imperfections, but get things done and continue to to progress. I think it's exciting. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really really exciting. One of my favorite things was about SZA when she first came out um, was that like she dressed exactly how she wanted to dress. So if she wanted to dress in overalls, she dressed in overalls, or if she wanted to dress in like. You know, a baggy flannel shirt and yep. Chuck, she did that too. And that's, I definitely resonate with that 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think it's very exciting. Um, there is a part of me, though, that kind of gets somewhat nervous about like, okay, when, you know, the fame aspects of things rise, like, like what are ways that, she and her team are going to have to, like, put some protections in place. And not protections in place because she's, like, physically going to be harmed, but put protections in in place so that, like, she has the space and the time to really be who she is um, unapologetically. And you can't necessarily always do that um, openly in front of in front of the world exactly um or rather you can but in some cases there is backlash from that um or in some cases um you know there's unfair criticism especially as a woman even more especially as a black woman right um which i think is part of the reason why again the kind of even touching on the fact that it's you know the anniversary and the remembrance i think last year and from from from, from when it came out to now i've seen in terms of just like the, the coverage of, of, of this album, I've seen like a lot of just really quality and personal and heartfelt, just in terms of open ended kind of just critique and kind of mm-hmm. just opinion pieces on what this on what the music meant. And I think, especially from for, from black woman, and I think the fact that SZA was able to do that speaks it does speak volumes. Mm-hmm. And I also like that uh, there were a lot of like, reviews or profiles, like, from black women, too. Exactly. Which I was very, very excited about as well. Um, because even in 2017, 2018, that doesn't, that doesn't happen as much as it should in terms of 
uh, black women also being able to cover black women or urban music or hip hop. Right. Um, which is crazy to me, but yeah, it's a whole other layer it to it. It's a whole whole other layer to the fact that I think of again why I thought it was worth even having a whole episode on this because again, the album not only musically for people who are just TDE fans and have another artist just to right. say like, wow like another really great moment, but also no it's that and then there's R and B in general and having this. You know, her the, the production and everything was very. It was all very fresh and, and modernized, and right. it, it, it was relevant to our the audience of of, of today. Mm-hmm. But it was also stripped back and not forced, and allowed her voice to really shine. And it was just a, a, a nice balance of a little bit of nostalgia, but also very, you know, re- relevant in, in the moment and able to resonate with a wide ranging audience. Yeah, and it's hard to hit all those marks sometimes. I loved it, and I even knew people who like. Still didn't know who SZA was. Like they were still calling her SZA. Yep. Come on. You can't can't make that mistake. Um, But yeah, I absolutely loved it to the point where like so. uh, Pretty little birds is my absolute favorite song on the album, Uh, and and I think like one of the times that I I played it, I may have cried a little bit. There you go. It's a really good song. That's we want. That's we want to hear on here. Like. And when I went to the concert in Boston, so I saw her at Royale, yep. I was like, I'm not not seeing her. Right. Um, and I cried there a little bit, too. Like, There you go. Music is just so... It's, it's, it's the type of, like, artwork that can, like, bring you to a certain time or bring you to a certain emotion. Um, and, yeah, it, you don't necessarily, like have to be from a certain area or you don't necessarily or at least for years you didn't necessarily have to have a lot of money to like have access to it you know what i mean yep um so yeah so i'm still very connected even though i don't necessarily do uh, so so my work with first year project um i'm interviewing artists i'm interviewing lots of different artists but first year project isn't exclusively you know a like music media brand right um but it's still very much a part of the identity especially in terms of like talking to artists about their journeys and their process and things like that i think that those types of experiences you know really um resonate across industries and across age yeah you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like 100%. 100%. SZA or uh, Daniel Caesar, who was like 21 years old, you know, can put out such a beautiful piece of work that myself, someone even older, someone younger, you know, can kind of like tether themselves to as well. Yeah. And again, I think the when when younger artists kind of they experience these these first moments, it's important for... It's for when you're when you're an artist from wherever you're from, not just to learn from it in terms of not, not just musically in terms of like what sound works and what style works, but mm-hmm. how how things came together and sort of the, the, the backgrounds and the just the little all the little things that that entail, you know, having an album or having an artist really kind of reach this, this next level because there's so much great music out there, but then you see it's these these stories that are behind the scenes and right. things that are shaped in certain places and with certain communities and whatnot. That's what really empowers things and, and takes them to the to the next level. So. Yeah. But yeah, so sort of, sort of wrapping up here. I guess any any last thoughts on on, on the album that you, that you wanted to share, and of course also things that you're that you're working on on in the future, and just uh, just parting thoughts for for, for the people. Because again, of course, sh- shout out to again to to Poncha, TV in general, man. Because I think 
with with anniversaries, it's it's hard sometimes to decide what's what. But then these albums that come out from from that camp are always each one is its own unique story, right? And it's just it really allows like thoughtful thoughtful kind of you know conversation. So they really do. And any last thoughts? They're really good with that. Um, any last thoughts in general? Yeah. So like what. What what are your top five songs on the album? Oh boy! All right, you're and gonna you're I'll gonna come through. And, you're gonna come through and ask me the question. <laughs> I think that's actually the first time. What a cliche! A well, thing. I interview people, so True. I'm always wanting to ask True. questions as well. All right, hold on. I, I got you. I was low key kind of thinking about it, but not really. So <laughs> let's see here. I'm definitely gonna have the, the weekend on there. Nice. I'm gonna have broken clocks on there. Okay. Also gonna have pretty little birds on there. Okay. Also gonna have love galore on there. Okay. And then I think also this, this the, the intro supermodel. Those are those are my five. So my five in no particular order outside of Pretty Little Birds. Yep. Pretty Little Birds gonna be my number one. Um, her and Isaiah Rashad are really really good together. They've always the thing is they've always had that chemistry. They always have. They yep. always have. Um, did you see that video that Diddy put out? It was like. He was listening to the song, and there's, like, this backdrop, and he's just, like, singing it. He looks so at peace. This yep. is when it first came out. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Pretty Little Birds, um, The Weeknd. Yep. Um, Wavy. That's Wavy a, that's a gem. should be a lot longer. True. Shout out to James Fauntleroy on that mm-hmm. one, because he killed it, as always. Mm-hmm. What else? What else you got? Uh, Broken Clocks and Doves in the Wind. And I, to be honest, I love... Pretty much everything else mm-hmm. on um, this album too, but those I would say are my top five. There yeah. it is. I love SZA, and I'm looking forward to you know kind of seeing how she develops and expands and and grows as an artist and also as a person. Um, yeah, so. And then also like a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I think again when you when you get to the point with that's that's a good thing because we get to that point with the artist yeah. where you have a sort of a little Investment, emotional attachment. Right. You don't want things to, to to go wrong. You actually really have that personal personal feeling and right. connection, and that's I think for every artist, if you mm-hmm. can if you can somehow visualize that and and see that see your music, even if again you don't have to be a, known worldwide. Right. If you see people having that similar kind of attachment to your music that's how you know you're going like in the right direction you're doing you're doing things that are really resonating and, mm-hmm. and impacting people mm-hmm. so yeah so um first year project um i'm working on stuff right now not anything that i can talk about here um but one thing that i for sure can talk about every, uh twice a month i put out a, a newsletter called first faves yep so first faves essentially like uh, it has some of like my favorite reads, uh, like tunes, um, and different like podcasts and like visuals that I've just you know been um, emerging myself into. I feel you. I'm a sucker for those kinds of things. I, yeah, I, I, I love that. So, so it's really fun, and then it also includes like a letter that you know is connected to the whole like um, motivation and first years and like navigating you know, the um, the transitions of life. So uh, that comes out twice a month, and people can subscribe at bit.ly slash uh, firstfaves. And then, of course, the website, we have a whole bunch of content up there um, on 
com and then across social um, at first year PRJ P is in Paul R is in Robert J is in Johnny there it is yeah we'll have all the all, all the social medias attached to the, the episode so you guys can check all that out and uh, yeah we'll just we'll just take it from here thank thanks thank you guys for, for tuning in based out bridge the gap more of course more Boston interviews coming soon more more of everything so thank you all for tuning in and we'll we'll talk to you soon Back in